Chickens are the ultimate bird, yeah. Chickens are the ultimate bird, yeah. Chickens, they are the ultimate bird. Chickens are the ultimate bird. Alright, welcome back to the Necklace Comics Q&A. It is, uh, how many episodes are we on? Wow. It is, uh... It's been a pretty spicy week. Lots going on. A lot to discuss. And uh, for the first time since episode two, we got Kippy on here. So that should be pretty interesting. Here to defend Black Mirror, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, whatever else. Uh, yeah, it's episode 15. It's been on since episode two. How's it going? Uh, I'll open the floor for any questions. So, last time, uh, we discussed Black Mirror. Um, could be that question. Alright. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just trying to throw in a filler question. Sure, have at it. I was going to ask, uh, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Some Some very tasty food. Very, very, uh, welcome. It was, uh, it was an interesting holiday, I gotta say. Anyway, Black Mirror. We discussed Black Mirror for the past two episodes. Uh, what's your, what merit do you see in Black Mirror? Oh, I'm actually not a huge fan of it, but the episodes I have seen, for the most part, are usually very excellent. As their own things. Right, it, it is an anthology. Each episode is, is a self-contained story. Which ones have you seen? I've seen, starting from the beginning, I've seen um, the, I think it's called 15 Million Merits or something. It's the one with the points. One with the black fellow in the, in the, in the computer animated room, yeah. Yes, I've seen The History of You, because Jodie Whittaker was in it. I've seen San Junipero, USS Callister, uh, White Christmas, Bandersnatch, and that last one with Miley Cyrus. Ah, those are some interesting ones. So, uh... So those, all, all those you've seen, all of them are excellent. No, I do not like the one with the guy from Get Out. I hate that one. Uh, and, uh, merits? Yeah, and the Miley Cyrus one was really clunky and didn't really have any aim to it. Yeah. But what you don't know is that everything Black Mirror supposedly achieves has been done in science fiction before. A good yeah. example of this is the film The President's Analyst. 1967, they were talking about implanting microchips in people. Uh, 2010, it wasn't a revolutionary concept. 1967, it was. Uh, but nobody watches The President's Analyst, which is, which is a shame because it's a really good movie. And uh, it was made four years before Charlie Brooker was even born. Uh, of course, you, you've also got great, great writers like uh, Damon Knight, Harlan Ellison. A lot of people say that that all all stories are, are repetitive and they all use borrow motifs of one another. But 
for really good riders like Harlan Ellison and Damon Knight, I, I can't see that as happening. A lot of Harlan Ellison stories are very, uh, the, the concepts are very new. I have never seen a story like in the fourth year of the war anywhere except in the fourth year of the war. And that's what's so great about Harlan Nelson is he doesn't restrict himself to one subgenre. Whereas Black Mirror always has the same old premise. Now, what if there was a phone, but it was implanted in my neck? You know, what's funny. You say it doesn't do anything original. Add to that is that it's going to be horribly dated in just a few years because it talks about trendy technological stuff from now i agree i agree it will it will be incredibly dated it will it will be looked back upon by the people of the 2030s and they'll think what a joke there are some really great episodes of uh twilight zone i mentioned this uh nightmare 20,000 feet for instance will always be a good episode because airplanes still exist and you can still identify with the main character because of a thing out on the wing, and that's scary because you can be on an airplane. There's a remake of Nightmare at 20,000 feet in the new Twilight Zone hosted by Jordan Peele. It's called Nightmare at 30,000. Yeah, that sucked too. It addresses, um, uh, from what I saw of it in the trailer, it, it talks about security and oh, the airport scans you and shit, and that doesn't matter. Uh, it 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 it's sure to be an awful remake because all you really need is is Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet with its focused uh, and interesting premise. I watched the remake. It was about instead of a gremlin, the guy was hearing uh, things from the future on a podcast he was listening to. That's that's going to be dated, and also the episode in general just wasn't very well written. Not only is is the uh, 2019 remake of Twilight Zone derivative. The the 1980s series is also awful. There are some genuinely awful episodes in there, but there's one uh, which is sort of like Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, but it doesn't claim to be a remake. It deals with this teenager, this rowdy youngster on the plane, and he's listening to a to a to a I believe it's like a a small pocket radio, which in the 80s was considered groundbreaking technology, and he says. Uh, the stewardess says, can you turn off your electronic device? And he says, this isn't an electronic device, man. This is the X2000. It's going to freaking revolutionize the market or something. Uh, and lightning strikes the plane, and he, he gains psychic powers, and he's able to uncover that one of the fellows on the plane is a hijacker. Uh, just just a very weak ripoff of Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. It doesn't even have the balls to admit it's 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 derivative. And uh, so the 1980s remake does the same old stuff. But uh, as I was saying, the reason Nightmare at 20,000 Feet holds up after 60 years is because airplanes still exist, and that's really all that needs to happen. Uh, it doesn't feel dated at all. Whereas an episode like The Shelter feels it is shit because uh, the entire plot revolves around a bomb shelter and people trying to get in the bomb shelter and since it's not the cold war anymore there's no stakes the viewer the viewer can't identify with the main characters and the same the same goes for mccarthyism and the monsters who do on maple street not relevant anymore in the intro to the shelter rod serling says what you're about to see is a nightmare uh, but it's not a nightmare because it's not relevant anymore no one's scared of the soviets uh, but uh, 
yeah, oddly enough, I would say, I would say Black Mirror is going to be dated because it limits itself so much. Uh, Twilight Zone covers all the bases. Uh, it is, it is, it is a potpourri of different concepts, and uh, Black Mirror doesn't even do anything new. Uh, the episode, which is it? Number twelve looks just like you. It could just be an episode of Black Mirror, but it was made in uh, original air date nineteen sixty four. That's how earlier talking with the concepts that Black Mirror claims to have invented, but it didn't invent them. Uh, plenty of people uh, came up with these ideas 50, 60 years prior. I don't like 15 million merits. No, I think it's very cringy. I think it's it's like... Uh, very cringe. It's like, I'm 14 and this is deep, you know, crossed with someone with a phone that says hashtag smash capitalism. Yeah. Oh, um, what, uh, which episodes do you like? You like San Junipero? Yes, and, I enjoy that one. So why'd you enjoy San Junipero? Well, for one thing, it, I, thir first 30 minutes, I didn't know what the hell was happening. I'm like, am I watching an episode of Black Mirror? Why is this like, why is there no technology? Why is there no romance? Uh, I still didn't know what was happening until like the very end. It started doing this time loop stuff. I'm like, okay, where is this going? It just kept me guessing what was happening during most of it. Um, I like the uh, relationship. Like, I know you brought this point up that interracial interracial lesbian relationships aren't anything new but it is something that is still relevant people who are gay or in a relationship like that do need representation in media so i thought it did a good job there and i like that it had a really weird bittersweet happy ending that's not something black mary usually does all its endings are depressing but this had a happy one and then 80s pop song so i think it was otherwise a solid episode Hmm. Well, here's my is that gay people need representation, but the movies and TV shows they're in should be. Uh, and they should have actual plots. Uh, a good illustration of this is uh, the miseducation of Cameron Post versus uh, But I'm a Cheerleader. One is a really funny, well-written comedy, and the other is this boring, just uh, drama. And one came out in 1990, and one uh, 2018. So when But I'm a Cheerleader came out, the concept of uh, homophobia being widespread was still pretty relevant. It was 1999. The miseducation of Cameron Post recognizes the idea of a gay conversion camp isn't very prevalent anymore, what with it being 2020 and whatnot. So it's got to set itself in the 1990s, the same way San Junipero sets itself inside a hologram town of the 1980s. What I'd like to see is a gay film with two gay guys, and they have wacky antics like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle. And uh, there aren't any... There are too many homophobes as main villains in these types of movies, which is boring because homophobia 
is a stupid position. And I like villains that are, uh, you know, three-dimensional, well-developed. Uh, generally, a good rule of thumb is if your villain isn't any more complex than Bigger and McCracken and Kingpin, uh, then you probably need to rethink your type of villain. Uh, the homophobia does not make for an interesting conflict because the homophobe is obviously wrong and the gay people are obviously right. Uh, and Cameron Post is a great example of a gay movie that's boring and stupid and uh, has nothing new to say. I feel San Junipero tries to, tries to say, well, yeah, there's lesbians, but there's also a plot. But there's not really a plot. It's just the Matrix. Uh, and and there, there's a lot of vaporwave memes. I guess Black Mirror thinks it invented vaporwave now. Not only does Black Mirror ruin science fiction, it also ruins uh, comics, because, of course, the, one of the posters is designed comic. Uh, but, but it is a great indicator of just how lacking in substance this episode is, because the main, the main poster just shows these two interracial lesbians kissing it out, lips about to smooch, and... Uh, uh, there's actually a... It's actually a, a comic page. I wonder who drew these. But uh, it's just a pretty lame concept overall. I'd like to see some interracial lesbians uh, killing some T-Rexes or something. That'd be epic. Uh, I don't need to see interracial lesbians in this boring simulated beach program and talking over drinks. And that's boring. And personally, I don't care whether it has a happy ending, a sad ending, uh, plenty of... Twilight Zone is about half and half happy and sad endings, but I don't really care uh, whether the ending is happy or sad or what, uh, so long as it's interesting and the plot is interesting. The, the ending doesn't matter to me. I, I don't care whether these interracial lesbians die or live on in the simulation or what. I care about if the concept, the premise of the episode is interesting. Uh, and that's why science fiction is kind of dying, because Black Mirror being on Netflix is able to monopolize the genre and nothing else is made of course and you point to love sex and robots or whatever sex and robots is an animated but it's still just robots that's boring uh, there's so many cooler things you can do with science fiction you can do aliens you can do time travel you can do a Gosh, my mic is cracking in it, yeah. But, uh, love death and robots. Like, these robots look stupid. They're, they're too, like, I don't know who, who, who identifies with these robots, but these robots really suck. Uh, like, look at these round things. They look like, they look so stupid. Well, not every no. robots. Yeah, not every episode has robots, but, like, look at these robots. They suck. I don't know who the heck would, like, identify with these or something. They look unfinished because parts of the wires are, are, are sticking out. Uh, these robots don't look polished. Uh, I can't remember. Which one is that from? Is that the one with the three robots hanging out? This is Robbie the robot. He is the best robot in all of cinema, and he looks epic. Clearly, whoever designed him knew about how to design a robot. Uh, his design is sleek, well-polished. He looks like a well-designed machine. 
the same goes for Wally. Wally looks like a tub of, like, he's a bucket of bolts. Wally looks like shit compared to Robbie the Robot. Uh, a lot of the earlier robots have a lot more appealing designs with those nice little dials, nice buttons. You know, you can tell Robbie the Robot's well-programmed and he can perform his operations smoothly. I can't imagine those robots on Love, Death, and Robots performing anything. Uh, they look like scrap heaps. But, uh, yeah, the robots on Love, Death, and Robots are pretty crap. Of course, uh, last time you compared, uh, or I tried to compare, Slaughterhouse-Five, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A reasonable comparison, considering both of them are science fiction satire. And then you claim that that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy cannot be compared to Slaughterhouse-Five because it's a light-hearted comedy, as opposed to Slaughterhouse-Five, which is also a light-hearted comedy. And then I point out that in the beginning of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, it starts with the entire world being wiped out to make way for an alien highway. And, and then you're like, well, it's black humor, it's, it's dark comedy. Uh, even though Slaughterhouse-Five and Hitchhiker's Guide, I would say, have dark comedy in, in equal measure. They're comparable books. Uh, one representing the American point of view and one representing the British point of view. Okay. So Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is, is clearly the inferior product. It was made later and... Uh, And, and and the premise just doesn't work because everything is a joke. Whereas Slaughterhouse Five is actually a coherent story with characters and events. I'll put it on my on my reading list. Yeah, I've read Slaughterhouse Five. I don't think Slaughterhouse Five is Vonnegut's best book. Uh, they're all just Vonnegut rambling for two hundred or so pages, but he's really good at rambling. He's a master rambler. But that's not to say that all of his writing is disjointed jokes like Douglas Adams. He actually knows how to create a plot uh, with jokes. But the plot is very lighthearted and, and, and fun. Uh, I believe I've said this before, but uh, the British point of view lends itself to fascistic ideologies, whereas the American point of view leads to, leads to humanism and enlightenment. Uh, for instance, Doctor Who. D the Doctor Who is, is a super-powered space alien who transcends galaxies. He can do anything. His sonic screwdriver will come to the rescue. Uh, he's 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 basically uh, he's basically God, and that's what happens when you have a British a British person running your show. Um, you know they'll they'll. They'll make a hero that the average viewer can't really identify with because he has so many powers. Uh, unlike American science fiction, which doesn't do that really. Most of the characters in American science fiction are human. I would say Black Mirror is also symptomatic of the British Isles, a feeling of invalidation, of uselessness in, in one society because, of course, they don't vote. Uh, the queen is the queen no matter what, and she'll keep having children, and they'll have children. Right. And it'll go on until the end of time, and it all goes back to 
her being given power by God. Uh, which doesn't make any sense. But that's how you get such edgy episodes as what if the Prime Minister has sex with a pig? Wouldn't that be absolutely bloody genius? Uh, but it's not. It's just edgy. But over in Britain, I'm sure that, that caused heart attacks and car accidents and stuff because they they, they lack the ability to, to consider things like that. So I'm sure Charlie is some kind of genius over there. In America, where revolutionary ideas going on for centuries they don't vote they do have a parliamentary system the queen at this point is just a figure and that's a lie they don't have a parliamentary system they don't have congress you know they don't have the house of representatives in the senate where their leaders are human they have the parliament where that's all superhuman ubermensch uh the House of Lords and the House of Commons. The House of Lords is made up of rich people. The House of Commons is made up of slightly less rich people. And the Prime Minister. Uh, you have the Commonwealth, which is just colonialism 2.0. It's one of the biggest Ponzi schemes of the past century. Uh, luckily, a lot of countries haven't fallen for it, this Commonwealth thing. Just a way for the UK to, to collect all their money and, and, and deprive them of independence. It's it's a pretty stupid idea. There are some there are some fine alliances out there. There's NATO. There's the European Union. The European Union's really great because uh, it makes sense. You know, the European Union is one of the greatest alliances in history. It is it is an absolutely based alliance uh, because Europe, by necessity, should use uh, one currency. They should all kind of be together because they all have kind of the same same type ancestry and whatnot so it makes sense for mainland europe uh to be in one big alliance not necessarily coalesce into something like the united states stay separate nations but uh they should have one currency and they should you know I think the euro looks great. It's an excellent currency. It displays different historical figures on each note. The European Union is a system that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is the Commonwealth, which is this uh, it's this scheme that the UK has set up where they they control Canada, Australia, South Africa, and India. And uh, they're, you know, they're the ringleader, of course. It's not a commonwealth. It's just saying, look, the UK is very important. And I would say the UK is important in places like Australia. They're all, all descended from British. But not so much in India or South Africa. You know, South Africa is pretty Dutch. And Canada's half French. Uh, the commonwealth is a bad idea. It would be it would be kind of interesting to see Black Mirror address something like the Commonwealth, but but it never does. It only addresses imaginary things that Charlie Brooker comes up with after he after he puts in a tab. What if there was Star Trek, but it wasn't Star Trek? It was like a, a simulation. What if it was Star oh, Trek? I like that. The Matrix. Why'd you like that one? Uh. It, it was very much an homage to Star Trek, but it kind of subverted the Captain Kirk role. Instead of being this hero, he's this like uh, big, you know, nice guy incel dork who is a tyrant to everyone in the simulation. Yeah, it's, it's the same appeal that 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 the Orville has. I hear all the time about the Orville being this great 
Star Trek show, but it's made by Seth Seth MacFarlane. He's never made anything of of uh, worth. But uh, the Orville obviously is not a good Star Trek show because it's not made by CBS Paramount. Uh, and and Black Mirror, of course, takes the idea of Star Trek like it's supposed to be, just a fun interstellar voyage. And it says, "What if it was the Matrix?" Though it says that the main character is derived from uh, Billy Moomy from It's a Good Life, one of the only episodes that I ever hear cited, oddly enough. So I can't really imagine the people behind Black Mirror watch that much of, of uh, Twilight Zone, because there are 156 episodes, as opposed to Black Mirror's 22. Uh, the reason for this being that Netflix series don't promote a don't promote content the same way Netflix television does because with Netflix TV you have a show in a time slot and you have to write a new script every week uh, and this encourages innovation and thought whereas with Black Mirror they can space the episodes out for months on end so you get three episodes a year two episodes a year one movie in one year they skip years sometimes there's no uh, seasons because this is British so instead yeah, of seasons, good. they're series. They're series. But uh, in here in America, on in network TV, we have we have seasons, and they they uh, they have more episodes. Twilight Zone has 156. Even Outer Limits, which only ran for two seasons, has 40 episodes. Uh, I don't think Black Mirror will ever reach 40 episodes. So there will always be more episodes of Outer Limits than Black Mirror, which is pretty crazy. But eight years and uh, Black Mirror is Black Mirror is twenty two episodes. That's that's very pathetic. But that's what happens when there's only one show in T V uh, that monopolizes the idea of science fiction. And uh, you've got a system like Netflix backing it. Uh anywho, uh, you have a point about Doctor Who. Yeah, you brought up uh you brought up British sci-fi it's based off of fascistic ideas the ubermanch and then later you went on to complain about the british government um i think there i have a point to make about doctor who that's relevant to this it is true that they have overpowered him over the years that he's basically space jesus but another fundamental aspect of the character is that he's a very anti-authoritarian renegade figure standing up to tyranny around the universe and he's very much rebelling against the Time Lords on his home planet, who are portrayed as being very stuffy bureaucrats, similar to the British government. I feel it, it reflects the British psyche in that the British feel alienated in this modern world with progressive establishments like the European Union, America, Canada. It bothers them. Uh, they feel sick, and they feel that the Americans much like the Time Lords on Doctor Who's home planet, are too stuffy. But in reality, they're the stuffy ones because they have a queen. And, uh, you know, Doctor Who is, might seem like this rebel, but really he's just a holdout from an older time when nothing made sense. And people became leaders based on what God said rather than what the people said. I uh, don't think the Time Lords are supposed to be a reference to Americans. It is very much a reference to stuffy bureaucrats in general. I'm thinking maybe it's a reflection of how the British people see their own government. I think maybe it's a reflection of how they see the EU. That would make sense. The Daleks, of course, being uh, maybe France. Maybe the Daleks are France. They're supposed to be space Nazis. They are all about uh, 
they think they're the pure race and they're all about exterminating everything else. Yeah, in the they're, they're like R2-D2 because they're so short and they're, they're little cylinders. Uh, but yeah, a lot of... Uh, and Doctor Who's gone on for like 60 years straight and so they have to keep hiring new actors to play Doctor Who. None of them are the same or anything, but they're all Doctor Who because he's shape shapeshifter. Uh, the really great thing about Star Trek, of course, is that uh, you know it's always the same same actors playing the same characters, so you have internal consistency. But Doctor Who isn't even a character because he's twenty guys, twenty different guys, and they're all British and boring. But uh. So Black Mirror, uh, yeah, I would say I would say for the most part, uh, with British science fiction, you can really tell the uh, the the mindset of of the average Brit based on on what goes on per episode. You want to talk about fifteen million merits? Fifteen million merits. That's the one. It's the fella from Get Out, which isn't a good movie because Jordan Peele isn't good at anything. He's not good at comedy. Key and Peele sketches are some of the least funny sketches I've ever seen. He's not good at directing either. But in today's market, uh, where a few people do everything, uh, you've got Jordan Peele being both this brilliant comedian and this incredible... Uh, horror director. I, I saw us in theaters, and it was just one of the most oh, garbage horror movies I've ever seen. There is. Oh, some, I, saw, I saw that in theaters too. If you want to talk about that, I didn't. I thought us, it was, what worry thoughts on us? I I thought the explanation for the doppelgangers was very contrived. It didn't make any sense. I walked out of the theater trying to figure out what the hell happened. Didn't make any sense because. All they eat is rabbits down there. That's that's the only food source that's shown is rabbits. They would not be able to overpower the people above ground with scissors. The people above ground have guns and and meat cleavers and all sorts of tools and uh the doppelgangers would be dead would they'd be frail, weak and uh you know they they're not only are they mentally damaged and and biologically damaged uh, they could not stage a rebellion, a, a massive coup against the people above ground. I, the trailer made it seem as if it was going to be this interesting home invasion type movie, this very introspective study of you know looking into the mirror, uh, kind of like the portrait of Dorian Gray. But then it turned out it it it, it everything becomes a post-apocalypse setting. They come out of the sewer and they completely overthrow mankind, which would not have happened. Uh, I think Jordan Peele doesn't understand that you don't need to provide a scientific explanation for your villains in a horror movie. And, and if you do, oftentimes it can make them a lot weaker and less plausible. And uh, with the explanation he gives, which is that somehow these people have been in the sewers since at least the, the 50s when DNA was discovered uh, a sheep wasn't cloned until 1999 but somehow these these people are already down there in the 80s 
and and probably all the way back to the 40s and 50s. Uh, I suggest a movie with a very weak premise. I don't think uh, Jordan Peele is a good director. His new movie, Antebellum, I'm really glad that the pandemic put off its release because it looked awful. It was, it was that like there's this creepy little girl sitting in the corner, just like The Ring, so cliche, and she's like, shh. And then, uh, then this black lady time travels back in time to slavery or something. Jordan Peele is confused about what makes a, a horror movie good. He does not know how to direct, and Key and Peele is, is a, such a bad... Oh, gosh. Tim from Tim and Eric was in us. I didn't even notice him. I suppose it's because uh, the White family was portrayed in such a negative light. He's, he's like, I don't know. I think Jordan Peele has something against white people. I don't know. He's kind of racist. But uh, you, you take Married a real... Yeah, the white family was, was just a, a caricature. But, uh, I said Jordan Peele actually married a white woman. I wouldn't be surprised, but his, his portrayal of the white fellows in Us is just bizarre. I guess the... Uh, Guess it was Tim from Tim and Eric. He was the dad. I never would have even guessed. I guess I wasn't really paying attention at that point. But it all it all makes sense, you know. Tim and Eric play everyone. Uh, get out, of course, is is a weak premise. What if the white people wanted to be black? I don't think white supremacists want to be black. That's kind of their whole deal. So they're definitely not going to abduct black people, go all the trouble of transplanting their minds into the black people. What a what a stupid hackneyed premise. Uh, the, the point of that was that it was criticizing progressives who can be just as racist as ignorant backwards rednecks. You have too much of a message with... Uh, with Jordan Peele's movies, they're they're really bad and they're really confused. Like maybe Get Out was, uh, but Us was just off the rails bonkers. Didn't make any sense. If you think about the whole doppelgangers thing, there are about a million plot holes and and things that don't make sense about that setup. Very million plot holes. There there are some great like Eddie Murphy, hilarious. Damon Wayans, hilarious. Dave Ch Dave Chappelle. Laugh a minute. Chris Rock, hilarious. Jordan Peele is, is not funny. None of his sketches are funny. Now he thinks he's the next Stanley Kubrick, and he's not. And all three of his movies, from what I've seen, are very subpar. Uh, this new one, Antebellum, it looks like an absolute dumpster fire. An absolute train wreck waiting to happen. The uh, the poster is a, is a butterfly bleeding. Uh, I guess the butterfly is supposed to represent. Um, oh my god! Everybody, every review I'm saying is negative. I guess the butterfly is supposed to be like the old South, and then the blood from the butterfly is like the racism. But I don't think the South was ever that great. It's definitely not a. A beautiful region, so I don't know what the butterflies. I think the butterfly is the south, and you got Janelle Monet, 
and her mouth is covered up by a, a, a scary red fly. I'm saying some, uh, some pretty negative reviews for it, so I guess... A Louisiana slave plantation run by Confederate soldiers. Slaves are treated harshly and not allowed to speak without permission. Those who attempt to escape are killed and their bodies burned in a crematorium. After a failed escape attempt, black man named Eli watches as his wife is murdered and her body placed in the crematorium. A woman who had been assisting them is later brutally beaten and branded until she submits to being called Eden. In the modern era, after uh, a cell phone ringing awakens Eden, who is actually Veronica Henley, a renowned sociologist. She is preparing to take a trip to speak at a seminar and promote her book, which is particularly hard for her because she has to leave her loving husband, Nick, and her daughter, Kennedy. So she goes to Louisiana on a promotional tour. She meets her friends and agrees to go to dinner with them. In the meantime, Elizabeth sneaks into her hotel room and steals her lipstick. Veronica leaves dinner in what she believes is her Uber ride, but is actually a car driven by Elizabeth. Elizabeth's husband knocks Veronica out, revealing that Veronica and Eden are the same person. What is this, you know? I, th I think Jordan Peele thinks he's very edgy. Slave whore. And he feels he he's entitled to do it because he's black, but... Uh, you should just make good movies. I like I guess. This. Let me, I'm I looking. Guess, up, I don't think he had much. Uh, he didn't actually. Like, yeah. Yeah, but he is the director, and that's really what matters because he's presenting himself as the new Stanley Kubrick, or the new, uh, you know, the the new the new uh, visionary on the scene. So he didn't write it, but uh, you know, just the. He, I don't see any. I'm looking. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I'm not even seeing his name involved in it. John. Hmm. Now, now, don't. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck, though, because I'm seeing very, very terrible reviews for it. Yeah. Oh, that's how they get. That's how they get it. They say from the producer of Get Out and Us, not the director. The producer of both of those movies from Jordan Peele. Uh, there's. There's some great black horror out there, like Blackula, for instance, which is a really fun movie. Dracula is good because it gives the black people a Dracula, which is something that was missing up to that point. And uh, it's not heavy-handed, and uh, it, it's kind of about slavery, but it doesn't it it doesn't get too too uh, unpleasant. It, it's just a fun horror movie. That's why people like Blackula. Uh, the the plot is basically that Blackula goes to White Dracula. And, uh, and he says, I would like to, gosh, what is this? Uh, he says, I'd like to see the slave trade abolished. He goes with, with his wife, and he's this, a, this very handsome African prince. And then White Dracula, who in this version is a big racist, uh, 
locks him in a coffin and uh, turns him into Blackula. And then Blackula, in the modern day, goes on a rampage uh, around a modern-day ghetto. It's it's a very fun movie, and it's much better than Get Out or Us, because uh, it's not pretentious. But it's very racially conscious. It's a, it's a good movie overall. Blackula, when compared to Get Out or Us, or Antebellum, is, uh, is, is much better. Much like with Black Mirror, uh, all the ideas have been done before. Unless you got a very original idea, but Black Mirror doesn't have any of those. Yeah, and it's hard to keep up original ideas with an anthology show where you have to do something new every week. Well, not really. Twilight Zone did it 156 times. Of course, they had a team of writers working for them. Who it, Many of the stories in Twilight Zone are adaptations of short stories that came out in magazines and the like. It's not impossible to create a new story every week, provided you have... Um, you have a competent think tank working for you, which Twilight Zone did. They got Richard Matheson, so on. Uh, Black Mirror doesn't have that. What do you think of Black Mirror's uh, theme of making people afraid of technology? Well, I, I really have no no problem with technophobia, provided it's done well. But, uh, but it... The, the trouble with that is it, it it's over-relying on it, you know. Uh, with Twilight Zone, there's a great episode, The Brain Center at Whipples, which is about a workplace uh, where all the workers are replaced by automation. And in the end, Robbie the Robot has a cameo appearance as, as the personification of the Whipple computer. Um, and that that's basically all that it would ever need to be said about artificial intelligence, machine intelligence, whatever. And it was done in the 60s. Uh, the Brain Center is about... It, it is the idea of artificial intelligence done to the point where uh, it really never need to be done again. You can't... You can make 150 episodes of science fiction. You can't make more than 22 episodes about scary technology because there's only so far there's only so many imaginary scary apps you can imagine what if <laughs> what if snapchat snapped your legs uh i agree that in the future black mirror will be seen as outdated of course we've got the 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 appealing to 80s nostalgia with bandersnatch it's just to choose your own adventure you know, well, yeah, I, I, I like when I was five. I I I I had goosebumps. Choose your own adventure, and they were garbage. Uh, those were books, of course, but uh, but Bandersnatch is not an original concept. Choose your own adventure. Things have been around forever. Yeah, I I agree. It's not really original, but I like that gimmick. It's choose your own adventure, but on TV, and I like the theme of the existential angst of realizing that you don't have free will because I've actually experienced very angst is very emo um, it's directed by David Slade not David Spade if David Spade did it that'd be a shame but, uh, 
it, it's set in 1984. Because they just got to capitalize on this nostalgia as much as possible. Oh, yeah. the Taking place in the 80s doesn't really add anything to the story. How can Bandersnatch even be that advanced? In 1984, games were... Freaking... I guess in 1984, they were... They were competent, but they certainly weren't advanced enough to have all this, all this uh, existential stuff. Yeah, I they, personally, I think Polybius is a cooler story, and it's it's in the public domain. So, uh, what's another episode you hate? Another episode I don't like. Uh, I I don't like uh, I don't like shut up and dance. That one is stupid. A lot of a lot of Black Mirror episodes deal with pornography. I assume it's because over in Britain they find that sort of thing bizarre, and uh, they're very sexually repressed over there. But with uh, Black Mirror, yeah, I don't like shut up and dance. There isn't really an episode I can say is a competent piece of science fiction, but there are quite a few that clearly don't even have much popularity uh, in the public sphere. I don't think Black Mirror is going to stay around for more than five years tops. It it will fizzle and die. Yeah, even people who watch it and enjoy it say that it's been crap over the past few years. But it was it was it was cliche even when it began. Uh, th there's so much that's been done prior to Black Mirror. Black Mirror has nothing new to say. Blade Runner did it all before in nineteen in, in the eighties. Uh, Waldo, Waldo moment. That's a stupid one. Um, the Waldo moment. Did you ever uh, see? Christmas. White Christmas, the the Christmas special in 2014. Matt and Joe. Uh, and there's Hang the DJ, which is about dating apps. And um, and there's yeah. Metalhead. It it says Metalhead is compared to the Terminator. Oh God, that's something. Metalheads compared to the frickin' Terminator, uh, except the Terminator is good. And of course, now there's uh, striking vipers, which is just a softcore porno about two guys, and they become a guy and a woman inside the video game, and they make out. But then when they're not in the video game, they don't really want to make out because they're straight. And it's been pointed out that uh, the poster is a ripoff of Moonlight. Uh, and, and I would tend to agree. It looks a lot like Moonlight's poster. And I even really... But, uh, but it is clearly trying to evoke that same vibe of uh, homosexual angst. My mic is cracking. But that's the poster for Striking Vipers, and plenty of people have said that it looks a lot like the Moonlight poster. I would agree. It's definitely a 
an homage. Or I would say it's probably just because Charlie Brooker hasn't seen any other gay movie. <laughs> but the the plot is just ludicrous. It doesn't even mean anything. It's just an excuse for two guys to have sex. And over in Britain, I guess that's still considered a, a crazy idea. And when they're in the game, they're 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 a straight couple. When they're not in the game, they're they're two straight guys. So that that that's in the most recent season, and I think it looks like probably the worst. Hang the DJ, you know, it tries to be well, the new the newer season. Striking vipers is striking vipers is just down the drain. The newer seasons are an American, you know, adaption of it. It was bought out by Netflix, and now it's run by either run by Americans or starring Americans. I know it's something American. Well, both scenarios aren't really uh, aren't really the best. I I have the most hope. I I I I had more hope for the Twilight Zone reboot because it's oh. run by CBS and they yeah. know how to do things more than Netflix. But uh, it looked Very pretty incompetent. Very disappointing. Most almost everything I saw in there was just utter crap. But Star Trek Picard looks promising. Yeah, it looks good. New Smithereens. Uh, Smithereens deals with Uber. It's, it's what if it was Uber, but it was evil. Oh God. Chris works as a rideshare driver in London for Hitcher. It's like Uber, but it's Hitcher. He goes to a group therapy session where a mother talks about her daughter's suicide 18 months ago. He has sex with her, and afterwards she makes her daily attempt to access her daughter's persona account before it locks her out. The next day, Chris picks up Jaden, an employee of social media company Smithereen, and holds him hostage at gunpoint. Police notice suspicious activity and chase the car until Chris swerves to avoid two cycling teenagers and comes to rest in the middle of a field. As more police arrive, Chris gets Jaden to contact people at Smithereen and demands to speak to the CEO, Billy Bauer. Police and Smithereen employees investigate Chris, finding out that his fiance died in a car crash a few years prior. By lying to Jaden about his gun being fake, Chris works out that the police are listening to him in the car through his phone. He demands to speak to Billy Bauer in the next five minutes, threatening to shoot Jaden otherwise. Despite his employees advising against it, Billy accepts the call. Chris recounts that his fiance died in a car crash when he was driving and looked at his phone, though the other driver, who also died, was blamed for being drunk at the time. He gets Billy to contact the Persona CEO and give the mother password. He then attempts to take his own life, but Jaden tries to grab the gun off him. A sniper shoots as the pair grapple over the gun. It's a very convoluted plot. Black Mirror is great at those, where everyone's shooting at each other, much like in Shut Up and Dance. And themes of don't look at your phone when you're driving, and and and, and two characters have got to have sex. There's so much sex in Black Mirror. And I think what Black Mirror doesn't understand is that you don't got to have two characters have sex for the story to be interesting. Uh, there's basically zero sex scenes in Twilight Zone, and uh, that's fine, because the stories are well-written. But over in Britain, they're very sexually repressed, so this is considered groundbreaking. Some interracial lesbians. What? 
a white woman and she is kissing a black woman? This is crazy. The entire plot of Shut Up and Dance would not even happen if he knew to just tape up his webcam with a piece of tape. Charlie Brooker doesn't know about that because he's 49. Uh, he, he's not very tech-savvy. I can't expect him to know about it, but... Uh, just a very edgy, edgy premise overall. He doesn't understand how sextortion scams work either. It's written by Charlie Brooker, of course. His his Wikipedia page lists him as a social critic. I guess over in Britain, uh, you talk about phones in your neck, you're automatically a social critic. But he's not really. He's just a guy. He takes a lot of drugs, and he comes up with these wacky ideas. What if Uber was bad? if it was like Facebook, except evil. Of course, uh, he's done these shows, Screen Wipe, Games Wipe, News Wipe, Ass Wipe, Nose Wipe. You don't want to know how pretentious this guy is. Earlier this year, he said they were going to put Black Mirror on hold because he doesn't think society can, can handle it right now. Like his show is so damn important. Like, have you ever heard oh, a guy? I bet he just, can. You ever heard he just a guy like a, smelling his sounds own? Sounds like he's one of the most pretentious fellows alive today. Uh, it it's a good thing that he he hasn't decided to appear in every episode like Rod Serling does for Twilight Zone. That would not work out very well because you now people would realize how pretentious he is, how stuck up he is. Uh, Rod Serling, you know. Uh, back in his time, it was just accepted that when you're in charge of a show, you can write some interesting plots. But he was never a pretentious. I think people have mostly uh, projected the, the social relevancy of Twilight Zone onto it. A lot of the episodes were designed to be societally relevant, but for the most part, they were they're just entertainment, just good Good science fiction fun. Just a good cosmic romp. Uh, you know, some of them were meant to be societally relevant, obviously. But a lot of those I don't really like. Like, uh, Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Because everyone in that episode is an idiot. And I can't identify with an entire society of idiots. And it gives, it makes the 1950s look stupider than they really were. Uh... Maple Street is beyond hope. I mean, every everyone on Maple Street is an idiot. Uh, they make decisions that, that are absolutely incomprehensible because they're caricatures designed to illustrate uh, the Red Scare that was going on in America at the time. You know, the, they the remade problem, that in 2002. I bet they, a lot of the more popular episodes... Uh, remade in the in the remake series because they they didn't really have their own ideas, but uh, they, re they, they remade it in two thousand two, but they made it about terrorism and it was just so on the nose you just can't help but roll your eyes. In two thousand nine, Time named it as one of the ten best Twilight Zone episodes. Time has a list of top ten Twilight Zone episodes. 
what most people where, where most people go wrong in, in naming the top 10 Twilight Zone episodes is that the 10 most popular aren't the 10 best. There, there are a few episodes that have managed to become way more popular than all the rest. And that's not, that's not really good, because there's 150 episodes, and there are plenty that are really good, but get buried beneath all the, all the popular ones. Now, there are some popular ones that are great, like Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Uh, but other ones, like Monsters Who Do on Maple Street, is really stupid. Uh, there's a season four episode, The Bard, I think is the last episode of season four. And it has this, this fat guy, Julius Moomer. And Julius Moomer also plays one of the residents of Maple Street. And it's absolutely hilarious because, uh, he, he just, he just, he's like, he's kind of like an, uh, he's kind of like Chris Farley if Chris Farley wasn't funny. But, uh, plays one of the guys and uh, the monsters are doing maple street is really bad but according to time's list of top 10 twilight zone episodes the top 10 list of the top 10 twilight zone episodes are uh, top 10 twilight zone episodes uh, you got Talkie Tina in there, of course. Talkie Tina is good. And you got Walking Distance. Walking Distance is good. And of course, you have Billy Moomy. Copyrighted episode. It it it's it's written okay. The premise isn't the best. It's definitely not one of the ten best episodes. Maple Street, absolutely not one of the ten best. The Hitchhiker is one of the ten best. Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, very good. Uh, the Invaders, classic, of course. To Serve Man, not good. It's garbage. Eye of the Beholder, also overrated hot garbage. Time Enough at Last, eh, not the best, but... I like the episode, they're yeah. predictable. Uh, there's some really, really good, really good episodes that I, I never hear talked about. But that is the trouble when you've got... 156 episodes. There are some that will be forgotten entirely. Mirror Image, The Fever, uh, When the Sky Was Opened, uh, There's Perchance a Dream, uh, 100 Yards Over the Rim, The Real Martian. Um, there's some really good ones. But uh, the only ones I ever hear about are uh, I Have the Beholder, Play Moomy. Right, I'm heading out. All right, sure. I'm, sure. Head right, I'm heading discussion. out. Yeah, Thanks sure. for having me. I'll, I'll be back next Interesting show. discussion to be sure, yeah. Black Mirror, interesting series. Gosh, shut up and dance. Absolute bonkers episode. Twilight Zone is clearly a, a superior series. That said, with that out the way, uh, let's turn our attention to something real spicy that happened this week. Uh, a discussion I had with a mod on our slash ARG. Uh, ARG mods are some of the most conceited people on the internet. They believe they that just because they've been given a privilege that anyone 
whatsoever can be given with the click of a button. They are, they are a superior class who get to make the choices about what gets posted, what doesn't, who gets banned, who doesn't. Um, and it is crazy. So I'm going to read the argument in full. I had this argument with a, a mod on r slash ARG calling herself Jay the Homicidal Maniac. She's been on the server for a while. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I hate Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. It is one of the worst comic series of all times. Joan and Vasquez is a disgrace to the comic art. But I thought, I'm not going to judge her just because you're... You know, your username is from Joan and Vasquez, but I guess it is true. Uh, all the Joan and Vasquez fans are just the insufferable. Um, so let me get up to the argument here. It is crazy. It is crazy just how entitled uh, this mod is. And keep in mind, this may get a little disturbing. I don't like hearing complete bullshit. But, uh, let me see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right, yeah. Let me get up here. Oop, there we go. So, uh, how this started out is I'm a member of, a, of an ARG server, random ARGs, and I posted a link to it on r slash ARG because I thought well, I should definitely post this link on r slash... It wasn't an advertisement. It wasn't anything. Uh, and it was removed. And then one of the moderators on r slash ARG, another moderator, uh, Mrs. Butterfly, says, she says verbatim, you um, know why. Stop playing dumb retard and stay away. If you are too dumb to understand why you have a lifetime ban after years of you causing trouble, then it is a waste of time to even try to explain it to you. Just fuck off, and when your current username has been perma-banned like the hundred usernames before it, then stay away and try reconcile with the fact that you are not welcome. Ever. Cry-wanking piece of trash. So this is what this mod says to me. So then I asked this other mod, Jay the Homicidal Maniac, who's on the server, what's your angle on one of the r slash ARG mods calling me a cry-wanking piece of trash and a dumb retard? I suggest you kick Mrs. Butterfly off the mod team. She could give you guys a bad reputation with her powder keg demeanor and whatnot. I'm not even asking to be unbanned. I'm just saying, look, Titty will ruin your, your public relations if you don't kick her off, because she's... She's calling people dumb retards, which is inexcusable. It makes fun of the, the, the mentally challenged. Like, you can't excuse something that's stupid, but she, she actually does. She says, she was added before me. The way Reddit works, you can only remove anyone below you. So I can't, even if I wanted to. So then I say, I suggest you band together with the other mods and kick her off in a united movement. Do it in solidarity. This chat here shows she's clearly insane, and I post a screenshot. She said I was dumb, called me a retard, etc. She's unhinged, and she certainly shouldn't be moderating anything. Her wild temper could really turn off any new ARG fans. She probably doesn't even like ARGs. And then this idiot says, I wouldn't even be an ARG mod if it wasn't for Mrs. Butterfly. 
And I say, yes, but you are now, so I would suggest kicking her off. She's inept at public relations and gives your subreddit a sense of detachment and toxicity. Not good for your brand. She told me to fuck off, sir. Imagine if a manager at a Burger King told a customer to fuck off. They'd be fired in a day. You don't act like that towards people who use your services. It's simply not done. And she said, I can't kick her off. Only the sub-owner can. And that's not going to happen. Also, r slash ARG is not a brand. If someone at Burger King told me to fuck off, I'd need to do some self-reflection to learn where I was in the wrong and grow from there. I would leave and not bother them further. And then I say, I would file a complaint if I asked for a dipping sauce or something and the manager told me to fuck off. R slash ARG is a brand, sir. You're the premier ARG subreddit, and with that position comes the responsibilities therein. You've got to shape up the public's perception of you. Hiding these scandals will do nothing to improve your image. You'll need to buckle down, take responsibility for what was said, and fire the offending parties. That's the only way you'll succeed. As for your complaint about the subowner being the only fellow who can kick her off, that's absurd. You fellows are all mods. You all have the same amount of influence, and you need to take votes on this sort of thing. I say, and then this idiot not understanding what a what an allegory is. No one would tell you to fuck off for asking for dipping sauce. And I say, right, because they'd be talking to my face. Also, brands make money. I say, but Mrs. Butterfly feels she can behave like a gibbering macaque because she's behind a screen. You need to boot her off. She's ruining your public image beyond repair, and the longer you hold out, the less you'll recover. And then this idiot says, Meh. With over 70,000 members, I'm sure ARG will be fine. And that's not what's the issue. It's it's not about how popular you are. It's about what, what, what's ethically correct. The ethically correct thing to do is. And I don't believe Reddit mods are capable of determining when one of their own has, has committed an error. Uh, when one of their own is gone beyond the line of of uh, of excusability per se uh so if you're listening to this just like some post on her slash arg they're toxic they hate args they hate alternate reality games in general they hate unfiction and uh they're just very cringe and toxic cringerama over there i say tell you what sir I might drop the issue if Mrs. Butterfly makes a public apology on the front page of r slash ARG, admitting to what she says, admitting to what she said and apologizing for it. I have full screenshots, so there's no sense in lying about it. Otherwise, you can expect a large drop in users. Then this idiot says, LMAO, a large drop in users. Oh, darn. Also, Mrs. Butterfly isn't American. They may not understand how the word retard is conceived in the U.S. It is used differently and still used in other parts of the world. I don't get why we keep having the same conversation about this. It isn't going to change, accept it. But hey, you do you. And I say, I don't accept corruption, sir. I'm sorry. Moran says, Oh, you're back. <laughs> corruption? What corruption? And I say, the way in which you defend your colleagues above all else, the way you issue democracy for the sake of one mod. It's the definition of a racket. I can't do anything about it. Are you not listening? Also, they have been nothing but nice to me. They helped me get where I am, which you don't like because it doesn't work in your favor. I'm not making any money, so no racket here. No profit. She doesn't understand what a racket is. But uh, 
she doesn't understand that there can be a mutually beneficial solution. Like, if they kick Mrs. Butterfly off, she'll still be a mod. I guess her brain just doesn't work. Brain is just broken. Um, I say, sir, I have no issues with you being successful, but your colleagues are engaging in scandalous practices. You and your friends need to develop some maturity and integrity and lead with courage and discipline rather than mob rules and insults. So this is where the argument really takes off. She says, LMAO, scandalous practices? That's rich, coming from someone who threatens people who disagree with you. So that really irks me, because I've never threatened anyone. Uh, I've never said, I'm going to come to your house, stab you six times in the night. I, I've never said that. I maintain a professional and polite online demeanor, uh, even with trolls, really. I, I try my best to cope with these kind of morons, but uh, I say... You can do plenty about the situation, sir, but so long as they bribe you with benefits and rewards for compliance and their petty schemes, you'll continue to keep quiet and tell me to keep quiet as well, which, I, of course, I'm not doing right now. I feel you people have the right to know about this. Then I say, when have I ever threatened someone, sir? And this morning says, I'm not gaining anything from modding there. She's so dense, she doesn't even understand that power is a commodity as much as money. I say, I have no power. I'm not the moderator of any subreddit. And uh, she says, but the friends and communities I've joined outside Reddit. So I say, believe me, sir, though you may not realize it, moderator is a privileged position, and once you attain it, you have to keep things clean or scandal will ensue. And she says, what's the scandal? And I say, I've never called anyone a dumb retard, and Mrs. Butterfly not being from America certainly doesn't excuse her use of the term. I don't believe there's a country on Earth that uses it. What country is she from, Asholia? Oh, haha, good one. I don't know where they're from. Oh, forgot to add the S. Still waiting on what scandal you speak of. So then I post the screenshot again where she calls me a dumb retard and a cry-wanking piece of trash, which is not how you behave when you're a moderator. I say, this one here, sir, wherein she calls me a cry-wanking piece of trash. If a senator called one of their constituents that, they would be voted out come the election or impeached summarily. I suggest you kick Mrs. Butterfly off her team. Her unhinged rhetoric and crass insults will bring about your downfall. When have I ever threatened someone? I believe you may be getting your news from unreliable sources, sir. Show me a screenshot. This idiot says... I don't need to prove anything to you. If you don't remember, that's on you. Maybe be productive instead of spending so much time af going after anyone who doesn't kiss your ass. I don't. I don't demand anyone kisses my ass. I. I only. I only demand they don't call me dumb retard. That's all I ask. A, a modicum of respect. You know, you, you can respect someone and disagree with them, but uh, calling someone retard. That's not okay. Don't don't call people that, you know. That's just a shitty insult overall. I can think of much better insults like, you know, why don't you snort some why don't you snort some Ovaltine up your nose? That's that's a good insult, you know, or you're a you're a blithering bumpkin, you know. Or something like that, you know. Uh calling people dumb retard or cry wanking piece of trash. Just don't, you know. Like call someone an overripe salmon. Now, if you're gonna go to the trouble to insult someone, make make it a good insult. Call them a rotten, stinking pile of fish. That's what the moderators of ARG are. Call them a freaking uh, 
to call him a call him barrel of trout, you know, that's what I'm talking. Uh, this idiot clearly does not understand the, the 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 importance of public relations of not calling the people who post on your subreddit dumb retard and and going through this is like it's 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 beyond belief like that anyone uh, thinks this way. So she's she's insisting that I remember things that never happened that have been proven false time and again as speculative bullshit. She can't provide a screenshot. She says she doesn't need to prove anything to me. And this is the crux of her, of her little mind game that goes that goes on forever and forever. I'll say, please prove to me what you're claiming that I'm toxic, that I threaten people. As far as I know, I've only insulted them. Uh, she's like, why don't you remember? Do you have amnesia? It's so condescending. He's a disgusting person. But anyway, I say, sir, not everyone needs to kiss my ass, but they do need to treat me with respect, and if they do, then I'll respect them in turn. The above chat log clearly shows that Mrs. Butterfly doesn't know how to behave with a client. I have screenshots to support my claims, and you don't have any to support yours. That's because I never threaten my clientele. And she says, you're not buying anything. You're not a client. And I say, I am using your service, sir. I post it on ARG. He says, oh, but you threaten anyone who doesn't like your post or comics? I do not threaten anyone, even if they don't like my posts or comics. Even if they... Even if they really shit on my comics, I'm not going to threaten them. I'm not stupid. They win. Show me some pics. Show this whole chat some pics, you know? Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, you know, freaking show the receipts. But this idiot says, I don't need to. Like, I don't have the time to go get them. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. I do me. There's another common trope with her. She says, you do you and I'll do me. But she doesn't understand that people kind of interact with each other, kind of affect each other, you know, kind of things happen. There's there's drama, you know, Thing, things happen. And especially if you're defending someone saying dumb retard, you're not just doing you, you're engaging with other people, so... Sir, you've made a claim. I always back my claims up with evidence and screenshots. Nobody does just them. We all accuse each other of things from time to time. And when we make claims, they should be verifiable. You said it was rich for me to point out the shortcomings of one of your mods, provided I threaten people who disagree with me. I would say you've been caught participating in a corrupt mafia, and now to lessen the impact of your colleagues' impolite behavior, you're falling back on one of my alleged scandals. Trouble is, you have no idea what you're talking about, and your information comes from nowhere. That's what I see here, sir. If you have any screenshots to substantiate your claim that I threaten people who disagree with me, please post them here. Prove me wrong. And then this idiot says... Falling back on one of your alleged scandals, and I say, yes. He says, what, the meat butcher? And I say, do you have any screenshots wherein I make a threat because somebody didn't like my comic? If you do, please provide them here or give me a direct quote. And she posts uh, a screenshot of me telling someone about the This fellow, uh, this, was, this was months ago. And how it was is, someone says, I was lying. They 
say, I don't have a real job. Comic thing is fake. Is trash. Gosh, I can hear when it's cutting in and out. It's hard to hard to use. But anyway, so this this fellow who I'm talking about, uh, the meat butcher too, he says that the comic thing is I don't have a real job. I'm pretending, you know, I'm delusional. Seriously though, you're 17, almost 18 now. You need to be able to support yourself to earn real money and not pretend like this. You need to change your attitude if that's going to happen, and that's the honest truth. So just like the, a fucking asshole, like learn how to behave in society. I, I can't even imagine being this guy and walking around. He's an uneducated chimp, poor shaming, telling someone they're delusional. Just the most toxic behavior you can even imagine. I say, sir, there is little left to say. I sell comics. I do my best. I try not to offend anyone. I, be I behave in a civil and respectful manner, unless my work is insulted, in which case I'll bring in the meat butcher. Now, Stone sold my comics, especially considering you don't, e you don't even respect comics. You think comics are imaginary or a dream or whatever. Uh, you know, you can you can shit all over a comic, but you never tell an artist that they're delusional, or they will get pissed. They'll get pissed. There's a difference between insulting someone's product and saying, "Hey, man, I don't like college buddies," and saying, "You're fucking insane." There's a big difference. You can tell a chef that you don't like his souffle. You can't tell him that he he he's delusional and that he's a failure and that'll die when he's when he's 20 of starvation because nobody buys his trash food. That's just not how you behave. That's just a shitty way to behave. You can shit on his product, but you don't shit on him. You, you can shit on a baker's bread. You don't tell the baker that he sucks and that he's crazy. And you don't accuse him of lying. So, you know, that's why I tell this fellow about the meat butcher. So I say, my plant... Uh, this fella says, you need a viable plan for the future. It's not our fault you're not selling anything, Nick. It, it absolutely is their fault. They're not paying for what I'm selling. My, I say, my plan is, I'll advise the meat butcher that he had best teach you fellas how to behave with respect. Unless, of course, you're willing to accept that this is who I am and that you've wronged me. So, a very reasonable thing. You know, I just say, act right or the meat butcher's going to come in. You know, freaking take a skewer, stick it through your neck or something. You know, uh, the meat butcher is a fictional character. Later on this argument with Jay the Homicidal Maniac, I get into the concept of that. But a lot of people don't understand it. Uh, this idiot says, more threats and lies, Nick. Is that really all you're capable of? This is why talking to you is absolutely pointless. You refuse to actually listen to what people are saying to you. Anyway, I have to get back to work, so I'm just going to ignore your inane comments because, as you've proved, there is no point at all in talking to you. And I say, some people are so stupid that they can only learn from the meat butcher. There's another common theme. Why should I have to explain myself? Because eh, you're just crazy and you don't listen. I do listen, and if someone is talking bullshit, then I just discard it like anyone would. Uh, I don't I don't give any credence to bullshit. So what this person is speaking is bullshit. I do listen. Uh, I, I If someone has something reasonable to say, that'll be amazing. I, I can't wait to have some justified criticisms of my work, but 
not many of those. I, I have never really experienced many justified criticisms from people who, who've read my comics, understand my work. There are plenty of ways in which college buddies could be improved. It is by no means a perfect work. It's it's not a masterpiece, but you know, it, it it's good enough that that it could it, it should be consumed. And uh, just just don't tell just don't tell an artist that they're delusional. That's one way to get an artist really fucking pissed. Um, his fellow hides behind a screen, of course. So this is the example that this idiot, Jay the Homicidal Maniac, gives. She says, then what was this? This is a threat, isn't it? I say, I don't really see a threat here. I say, I see some fellows in t invalidating my life's work. Uh, some fellows telling me I don't have a real job. Other fellow avoiding responsibility for his innumerable slights against me. Another guy accusing me of lying with no proof. I don't see me threatening anyone. Then this idiot says, So you hoping someone was dead to enjoy it isn't a threat? And I say, No, it's just a simple daydream. It's not a threat, as I don't say I'll kill them. And she says, Oh, wishing they were dead so you could enjoy it. Got it. Toxic, toxic behavior. Uh, this coming from the fellow who defends someone calling me a dumb retard and a cry-wanking piece of trash. She thinks the meat butcher is toxic. I say, the meat butcher is a fictional character, as much as Norman Bates or Freddy Krueger, and he serves, much like the boogeyman of old, to discourage those who do ethically incorrect things. To be scared of the meat butcher is absurd. He poses no legitimate threat. He's a spooky story. And then this idiot says, to discourage those who do ethically incorrect things. And I say, right, same as Satan. And this idiot says, you mean threaten anyone who disagrees with you or criticizes you? And I say, no, I mean remind people who accuse me of mail fraud, mail fraud or deception that the raucous behavior could have unforeseen consequences. And it's just unforeseen consequences. That sounds like a threat. Just grasping at straws, trying to prove that I threaten people. And I say, same as Goldilocks and the Three Bears, which teaches people not to trespass through the use of the Three Bears who want to eat Goldilocks. So don't tread on you, or you'll hope they die. Got it. I say, the Meat Butcher is an updated version for our digital age, complete with an epic backstory and ethical dilemmas. The city says, still 100% toxic behavior. No proof, just it's toxic, because it involves death, I guess. Uh, I say, I suppose most of these trolls have a hard time understanding the difference between fiction and reality. They probably also think Freddy Krueger can sneak into their bathtub, but that's not my problem. Mainly, they hate the meat butcher because he reminds them that what they're doing is sick and disgusting, and they're probably nervous all the time waiting for the meat butcher to pop out and take them to his torture dungeon. But then this morning says, yeah, I doubt that, because he doesn't understand how, how stupid these trolls are. They are scared by the meat butcher. The meat butcher actually does scare them. It does reduce trolling some, because they don't enjoy thinking about what, you know, about how shitty they are. They like living in denial and saying, we're so clever and funny. We're so smart. I love shitting on his art. <laughs> but, uh, 
I digress. Uh, I say, but at any rate, I don't threaten people. I take my gripes with them and channel my frustration and anger into compelling and interesting literature and art. It's very therapeutic and it discourages trolls. I may make a meat butcher ARG sometime, and if I ever do, I hope I can use r slash ARG to garner a fan base. And I hope you and the other mods will be supportive and helpful rather than calling me a dumb retard. Meat butcher really lends himself to interactive storytelling. Uh, she rolls her eyes to that, like, You? Making an ARG and posting it on r slash ARG? I will not be having that. Uh, so then this idiot says, It does not discourage trolls, and it is seen as threatening. You are straight up making a story about what you would do to them because they don't like the way you behave. How is that not threatening? So again, she's wrong because she says, I'm making a story about what I would do to them. I'm not the meat butcher, believe it or not. Um, I, I can't even kill small animals, you know? I, 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 I squirm at the side of blood. The meat butcher is a completely different character. Uh, she says, I'm straight up making a story about what I would do to these trolls because they don't like the way I behave. It's not because they don't like the way I behave. It's because they're accusing me of mail fraud, mail fraud which is uh, libel. Uh, but I never say I'll do it. And that's that's the kicker, you know. I I would not even think of, of doing anything to these guys, prank calling them like they've prank called me or listing fake items on Craigslist like they've done to me so I get like 100 emails or spamming up my inbox by filling out uh, forms on, on spam sites so I get 100 spam. I, I wouldn't even go that far because that, that's harassment and that's illegal. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them in an open and honest manner. And... Uh, no, it's just not worth it. Like, I would never do anything. They are mentally disturbed, and if there's one thing you don't do to the mentally disturbed, you don't call their house or stalk them or dox them or anything like that. I've been getting, like, five phone calls a day from these people. They freaking call here and harass my mother, whose brother recently died, my uncle recently passed away, have had a death in the family. But these fellows are insensitive, and they don't know how to behave. So, But anyway, I say, look, sir, there are 1.2 billion Catholics in the world, not to mention all the Protestants and Anglicans and other assorted sects. They believe that if they don't abide by the word of God, they'll be sent to hell and scream in never-ending agonizing torment while imps disembowel them. The meat butcher is no different, but he doesn't answer to God. All he asks for is a respectful and wholesome online ecosystem. What's so bad about that? And the idiot says, he kills people. And I say, no, not always. And the idiot says, mostly. And not always, but he has. You know, because he's a complex character. I say, sometimes he lets them go with permanent disfigurement. In fact, he mostly does that, as he hopes people will learn from their mistakes. But yeah, he kills the worst of the bunch. And uh, Morin says, and you have to pay for hurting people no matter if you don't kill them. Uh, what she doesn't understand is that the meat butcher doesn't answer to any any terrestrial legal system. He's a frickin' interdimensional deity. That's kind of the whole point. I guess she has she's awful at comprehending literature. This is why she shouldn't be a mod on R slash ARG. You need a you need a, a solid comprehension of, of literature and 
you know, drama and stuff to to really enjoy an ARG. Like she shouldn't be a mod on R slash ARG. She has none of the comprehension skills to to get you know, to get it to enjoy a nice interactive story. Um, I say then again, the meat butcher stories present some very interesting questions about his system. In Terror of the Northern Climes, for instance, he's forced to reconcile his beliefs about morality with those of Edge, who's from the fourth dimension where capital punishment is unheard of. Both present reasonable and interesting arguments about ethics and justice. I suppose you wouldn't know that since you probably haven't read it. In the city it says, I don't care about the meat butcher's ethics. You are good at writing. Maybe focus on that instead of going after those who don't like what you're doing. Uh, I do go after those who smear my who smear my reputation. Because uh, if they're shitty to me, then I will hold them accountable. I'm not just going to ignore them, believe it or not. But uh, maybe, and a hard maybe. So maybe if I just write stories that aren't about the meat butcher. Like first she says she doesn't like the meat butcher because she thinks he's a threat. And whines about how he kills people. And then she's like, but you're good at writing. But I, I've chosen to write about the meat butcher. So if you don't like the meat butcher, you just won't like my writing. I say, well, if someone accuses me of mail fraud, I will get pissed. That That's libel. I can't in good conscience ignore that. This idiot says, well, if you're not frauding anyone, then who cares? And I say, I do. My reputation can be damaged by those lies. People can read that I've stolen from someone, and they won't send in, and they'll pass the word on, and nobody will send in. Rather than ignoring someone who calls me a thief, I'll be responsible and remind them that if they continue to make bad choices in life, someone, either the meat butcher or simply a black guy they meet on the street who they say something offensive to, will slam their immature little faces in. And then this idiot says, You've damaged your own reputation by your own actions. Lies? Those don't happen. It's all me. I've damaged my own reputation, because people can't damage each other's reputations. Freaking interaction, what's that, you know? Uh, I say, I don't think so. And then this idiot says, well, then maybe that's the problem. You need to do some self-reflecting. And I say, as far as I can tell, the actions of others have ruined my reputation because they've propagated rumors such as that I killed my chickens, that I torture squirrels, and that I steal from people. All those lies are what's ruined my career, sir. That and the $50 PS4 they've put up on Craigslist under my name. I get like five calls about it every day, and there's nothing I can do. So then she realizes that, you know, that is wrong, but she doesn't want to admit that. So she backs up and says, wait, wait, back up. What does someone having black have to do with someone getting their face slammed? And I say, because she wants to, she really wants to accuse me of being racist. I say, I figure sometime these trolls will meet a black guy and they'll say something offensive to him and he'll knock the shit out of them. And they would certainly deserve it. And after that, they'd probably learn their lesson. As far as I know, many of them are conservatives who subscribe to offensive stereotypes of autism and have Tea Party values. And this idiot says, LMAO, no. So if you say something offensive to a black person, they will turn to violence over words. I didn't say that. I just said some random black guy. I didn't say all black guys would beat them up. But uh, yeah. she's not good at reading. She 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 doesn't know how to read. Uh, hopefully, I can read the whole threads. Four thirty-two. 
so I say I wouldn't blame them if they did turn the violence overwards. They've been through a lot of shit. Odds are they'd try and be polite, but they'd really be pissed the same way I am when someone tells me I killed my chickens or accuses me of theft. And this idiot says, yeah, that's just what the black community wants. Just use violence to get your way. Def not. Uh, so I say, if they had, they would probably have gained their rights a lot sooner. Ever hear about Nat Turner's rebellion? Epic stuff. He killed like 50 racists in one night. After Nat Turner, the South was scared out of their ass about what their slaves might do to them. Nat Turner was the meat butcher of his day. And then this idiot says, yeah, no, violence for violence will not work in this day and age. And I say... It worked in Nat Turner's day and age, and all things considered, the pre-Civil War era wasn't ancient history or anything. But yeah, these days people are more polite and friendly overall. And this idiot says, Except you. And I say, I'm polite to anyone who doesn't accuse me of theft or killing animals. I don't put up with that. Nat Turner is still my absolute favorite civil rights guy, though. He was pretty handsome, and he pushed for change. He was a stud. This morning says, right, you just pretend to be the meat butcher and threaten violence. And I say, I never pretend to be the meat butcher, sir. He's a fictional character who does things to people that you don't like. And he's, you think John Carpenter dresses up as Michael Myers and wields a machete on Halloween? And this idiot says, maybe he does. Could, I suppose, I say. And then this idiot says, is he threatening people while doing so? And I say, as for me, I'm pretty different from the meat butcher in nearly every conceivable aspect, and I've never made an account pretending to be the meat butcher, nor have I ever dressed up as him. I don't want to be the meat butcher. I find violence grotesque. The meat butcher is simply a fictional character designed to ask thought-provoking questions about ethics and punishment. I say, says, then why write it and send it to people in response? And I say, for the sake of literature, the meat butcher even makes an appearance in my new sci-fi anthology. He's a great character. Oh, sorry there, the bot cut out. Okay, there we go, the bot cut out. I think the bot cuts out when uh, I'm the only one on here, I'm not sure. Okay, the bot cut out. I think the bot cuts out when I'm the only one on here. Uh, Kippy says he'll stop by for the next Q&A, so that shouldn't happen again. But anyway, Jay the Homicidal Maniac. I may, I may be, I may read some of these on next Q, next week's Q and A when Kippy's on, because that could be pretty interesting. This is a long thread, but basically, she she's claiming that the meat butcher is like toxic because uh, because he's a moral character, uh, and, you know, he's ethics and justice themed, and uh, she. He hates on Nate on Nat and calls Nat Turner a violent savage, and you know just shits on Nat Turner, which he does deserve. He was a cool guy. Um. So anyway, I've read, read tons of Stephen King, but I know he's not Pennywise. You'd have to be an idiot to think Stephen King hides in the sewers and bites people's arms off. I think you have some sort of delusion going on. And then this idiot says. I don't care. Think that all you want. And I'll still keep doing me and supporting r slash ARG to creators and players who aren't toxic to others. I say, you should stop doing you and start seeing yourself as a piece in a larger machine, one in which you have a lot of influence and I have virtually none. And you shouldn't support fellas like Mrs. Butterfly who insult people with no provocation or justification. What she's done, what she's said and done is indefensible. 
I think this doing you mindset is a synonym for selfishness and sloth. And Smorn says, Yeah, think what you want. <laughs> think what you want. I'm a fucking baby. Um, I see lack of action in the face of tangible issues. I hope sometime you become a mature adult and confront your problems rather than avoiding them and hoping they'll go away. As Warren says, I was thanked just today for my help in the unfiction community. And I say, that's genuinely disturbing. Just, and I am a mature adult who doesn't need to live with my parents to see. Ah, dang, the bot cut out again. She says, and I am a mature adult who doesn't need to live with my parents to survive. I have no choice but to face my problems head on, and you are not my problem. I may have 99, and you are not one. And I say, I hope people like you lose your power and get replaced by new people who will ensure that ARGs remain interesting and vibrant, and introduce innovation and justice to the genre, and run things democratically with a fair hand and a well-balanced mindset. As it is, the ARG community is toxic and corrupt. I'm not your problem, sir. I've never done a thing to impede your progress. Mrs. Butterfly is the problem here. She needs to be dealt with. I mean, I'll die of a old age one day, say maybe. Dealt with? And I say, yeah, hold a meeting and dress her down. She says, that's not very professional terminology there. And I say, sure it is. Sure what for? Tell her that her behavior won't be tolerated. She says, why would I want to get rid of someone who has been nothing but helpful to me in the community? You don't just get rid of someone who has helped you. You do get rid of someone who has helped you if they're shitty to other people. Uh, and you have and I say, she's never helped me. She called me a dumb retard. And this idiot says, And you have been told many times, because of your behavior, you will not be tolerated there. Get it? Point blank. Period. And I say, when she's offered, what she's offered you is a bribe. And the difference between a coward and a responsible and sensible human being depends on whether or not you react when you see injustice, even if it might put your gains in jeopardy. What sort of behavior have I displayed on r slash ARG? I've barely posted on there, much less called anyone a dumb retard. I don't. I can't even recall posting on there besides yesterday when I linked to an ARG Discord server I'm in. And the city, it says, Am I talking to a wall right now? And I say, Not at all. You're talking to a skeptic. And the city, it says, So you've never posted there at all, you know, let's say the past year? And I say, what behavior are you referring to? It's been two years, sir. I can't remember everything I've ever posted. He says, any of your previous behavior anywhere on Reddit? And I say, I never called anyone a cry-wanking piece of trash on your subreddit. What matters here is how I've behaved on your sub. You don't represent the entirety of Reddit. You only represent r slash ARG. This idiot says, no, it doesn't. Toxic behavior is toxic behavior. Doesn't get you a pass. And I say, you can't speak on behalf of all Reddit, sir. There are plenty of mods out there who have no problems whatsoever with my content. And post to those subs. And I say, regardless, I have never posted a single Nicholas Comics meme to your subreddit out of respect for the format. So there is no reason to ban me. And the idiot says, good for you. I say, yes, I suggest you reward me for my restraint and polite demeanor rather than banning me about posts I haven't made. Just, I've told you why you've been banned. It's not going to change. You've shown toxic behavior that we do not want to have happen on the sub. I'm a flawless uberminch. I never make mistakes. I can't be misinformed.
I'm always right about everything, all the time. Uh, I say, you haven't told me why I've been banned. You've excused the toxic behavior of one of your moderators because they have more power than I do and clutch desperately at any justification for your bizarre actions. And this idiot says, that's what you think, but okay. Just, that's what you think. That's what I think. Mm, reality isn't, isn't, isn't uh, solid. It's not concrete. Whatever. And you do you. Me do me. I'll do me and you do you. It's just like a toddler. Just like, it's like seven-year-old shit. I can't be held accountable. I do me and you do you. Neither of us affects each other in any tangible way. <laughs> uh, so I say, a lifetime ban is a serious matter, sir. I suggest the situation change real soon, unless, of course, you have some legitimate problems with the manner in which I conduct myself on your subreddit, in which case your ban would be justified. And then I say, and then she says, you suggest I change it real soon or what? Uh, I, I say, there's nothing I can do, sir. I hope you change your mind purely based on the fact that what you've done is wrong. Then you'll be a mature adult. He says, so keeping toxic behavior out of this sub is wrong. Got it. And I say, no, keeping me out is wrong. So is keeping Mrs. Butterfly in. I'm not toxic, sir. All you can point to to prove this alleged toxicity is a fictional core character of mine. I have screenshots of your moderator calling me a dumb retard and a cry-wanking piece of trash. He says, keeping you out is not wrong. It's called being proactive towards any of your toxic behavior that I have no proof of. Um, I say, it's called being passive to Mrs. Butterfly's toxic behavior, and it's disgusting. She says, It doesn't matter what I say to you, you're just going to do what you want. I don't know why you always try to have this discussion with me. I say, because I hope you come to understand that you're being complicit in ethically dubious behavior. You probably never will, you don't have a very good grasp on ethics. I suppose that's one flaw of mine, I have too much faith in humanity. This idiot says, I do not care what you think I know. You don't know me and never will. And I say, I don't need to know you personally to know that your behavior online is grotesque and inexcusable. That can be seen from a surface glance. Zidiot says, that's your opinion. I say, no, that's how it is. Those are the facts, and I hope sometime you learn respect. And then I post the classic Walter Cronkite meme, him saying, and that's the way it is, because he believes in objective reality like I do, and he's a total boss. So that's where we'll leave the argument uh, uh, for today. Um, but I, I will keep reading it next week, hopefully with Kipion. should be a spicy time, because it goes on for quite some time after this, and it's very interesting. Because she is just the most immature little dipshit, and she doesn't understand how rumors or smear campaigns or anything like that work. She is, she is incompetent. And, and it's just a great example of how Reddit... Uh, Reddit mods are the most insufferable people you'll ever meet. Uh, and I, I don't even know how a subreddit can function with people like this at the helm because they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Uh, shortly after this, the idiot changed her name to I don't care uh, here on the server because she doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit about anything. The amount of nonchalance and indifference she, so, she, she displays in regards to everything happening around her is truly amazing. I don't think you'll ever find someone who doesn't give a shit as much as this idiot. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, 
I, she's been on here for like months and I've just tolerated her presence because I understand, you know, I, I, I need public relations with r slash ARG because they've decided to issue me this bizarre lifetime ban based on nothing. Um, but hopefully soon. It doesn't look like she's on here anymore. I guess she was embarrassed because her arguments were so weak. And she was defending the term dumb retard, which is something I would never do. Um, I'm not toxic. But anyway, I'm clearly the justified one in that argument. Um, the chat logs are there. I'm I'm trying to record them to give you a good idea of just how fucking insane... This whole thing works out just absolutely balls to the wall bonkers uh, in terms of how these people behave. They think they can literally get away with anything. And of course, you, you, you heard the bit about the corruption. Uh, that's a classic component of theirs. Uh, Mrs. Butterfly gave made me a mod, so I can't ever question anything she does, because she could kick me... Yeah, she might kick you off. Uh, but you'll still be doing the right thing, which is kind of important, you know? I, I personally would, would sacrifice my position if I was in a position of power, and I saw tons of shady shit going on around me. I, I would speak up about it. Uh, everyone likes Edward Snowden, so, you know. I would do the same. But, uh, yeah. That's the convo. I may continue it next week, because it's a, just a very interesting discussion. Um, I don't think she's on here anymore, actually. She may have just left, because she got dunked so bad. Hopefully, ARGs continue, despite the fact that all the mods on r slash ARG are just like, fucking worst. They're just the worst. Uh, but anywho, that's it. I will be a... She also uh, completely just ruined the door. The ARG that uh, was out earlier this year. They have just wrecked so many ARGs. I have no idea how they can claim to have a, a I love ARGs and I want to keep the toxicity out and then one of the mods calls someone a f dumb retard and they're like that's okay uh, she, she's from another part of the world. She might not know what it, it's about and like you've done some, you've insulted some people so you have no room to talk she doesn't get it uh, some insults are better than others. Dumb retard is not a good insult. Uh, it's offensive and and it just sucks. Like if you're gonna commit to insulting someone, make it a good insult. You know, make it one worth worth spouting. Like you're a you're a you're you're a you're a parasite on society or something like that. You know, something that really really gets deep down. She's left the server, but in in the rare slim chance that she is listening in. You are a mosquito in a corrupt in a corrupt crime syndicate, and you are gonna. It's not gonna end well for you because in about a year, our slash ARG's corrupt behavior will be fully exposed, and all the moderators will be replaced, and ARG's will improve. Uh, how's that for an insult? ARG's will get a lot better once you're off them, and 
quit pretending to be a big ARG fan. You're not. I'm an ARG fan. I've played tons of them. You probably haven't even played one. You don't know how to read. You don't know. You don't know about smear campaigns, journalism, anything like that. You don't know what's ethically correct. Um. So yeah, it's been a spicy week. It's been a very spicy week. Some great memes. We had the uh, attention owners of Nicholas Comics meme, the Fortnite meme, my first ever Fortnite meme. We have a make no bones about it meme. That one's really good. We have nine out of ten chickens. Bop bop. Lots lots of slick looking memes recently, and I've been banned from Reddit on the on the grounds of oh I I made a violent threat by referencing my horror character, my interdimensional meat monster. Yeah, uh, but I will continue to be pumping out some cool memes. Uh, throughout November, December, because, man, I, I'm just on a roll with these memes. Most recently, uh, I created a, a great template for anyone who wants to make a fake or uh, slash Nixicate as a troll post. They're little cowards, and they hide behind a, a, a private wall, a firewall of content. And to get in, you have to be one of their best friends, and it's been really hard for me to infiltrate them. But uh, I will eventually. They'll slip up, and then their ass will be crass, and they'll have to account for what they've said and done, which I'm sure is absolutely horrible. There, there are probably war crimes listed on there. So hopefully we get in soon. Free comic, free copy of Mr. Grapefruit number one to the first person who can get in there and post some screenshots for everyone to see, because I believe in open and public records. Anyone who keeps their, their activity private is probably doing something illegal and shady. So in the name of in the name of in the name of information, I say get in there, take some screenshots, don't harass them, don't insult them, don't don't do that. But just you know, find out what they're up to. Because I'm I, I personally am involved and I believe they, they're doing some illegal shit like planning prank calls, which uh, believe it or not is illegal. Um, so that said, it's 4.54, spicy memes, and, uh, just overall, you know, I, I, I'd say Kippy's a great example of, I, I disagree with him about Black Mirror, and, and he's not very smart when it comes to evaluating media, but I would never call Kippy a dumb retard, so really looking forward to see Kippy on the next Q&A. You know, I can disagree with someone without uh, calling them shit. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to call someone uh, an idiot if they don't. If they like Black Mirror, uh, I do call them an idiot though if they accuse me of mail fraud or if they excuse someone using the term "dumb retard." That's stupid. You do that, you're an idiot. Uh, don't accuse people of mail fraud. Don't defend. Pe don't defend libel. It's that's not something worth defending. And don't call libel criticism. Don't confuse criticism and bullshit. Uh, 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 the chat continues, and we might get into this next week, but I give a great example of the difference between legitimate criticism and unjustified bullshit. And uh, see you then. Been a spicy flipping week. It has been spicy to the max. Spicy goings on. Um... 
Fortnite meme was pretty popular. Nice to see some just great memes this week. And uh, overall, I guess that's it. Uh, looking forward to seeing Kippy on next week's episode. Uh, buy some Nicholas comics. You'll will be doing society on the whole and me a heck of a lot of good because public information about Nicholas Comics is scarce and hard to come by. By buying Nicholas Comics and reviewing them, you're you're uh, you're adding to public knowledge, which is very nice. You're adding to the public's perception of me, and you're giving a an informative and and concise review of my work. So. Nicholas Cade of 1424 Columbine Street, Denver, Colorado, 80206, is where you're right if you want the spiciest flipping comics in America. Uh, Nick Cicade is a troll. Truly the Area 51 of Reddit. They are some toxic people. They... The fact that anyone defends this is truly beyond me. The fact that people defend this kind of shit. And it's, it's disgusting. The r slash ARG mods are disgusting people. A lot of people on Reddit are disgusting people who need to learn how to behave. Need to learn how to conduct themselves online. Because uh, if you behave that way in real life, people will get pissed at you. Um... People do get pissed when you insult them, believe it or not. It happens. So, yeah, that said, is 458 and just a spice, it is spicy discussion. Spicy talk, spicy everything. It's been a spicy week. Some great memes coming out. Good news. I, I've picked up production on the Orwellians, so it may be coming out a little sooner than I thought it would. And uh, it, it will be the last movie about George Orwell and Ayn Rand you'll ever need to watch. Um, I am making sure that it is an action-packed, laugh-packed, barrel of fun. It is going to be a cinematic experience. And I hope to see at least 100 people there on premiere night, because a lot of work and editing has gone toward it. There's a prank call right now. I don't know if you can hear that, but the phone's going off. Yeah, so believe it or not, uh, me making up a fictional character who, you know, the meat butcher, that doesn't do anything. But if you make prank calls, it actually really is really annoying. So please don't do that. If you have any issues with me and you want to prove that you're not a little coward, then uh, just write me. My, my address is how I communicate with people. You can also talk to me on this Discord server, but I'd really prefer if you took the time to, to write me, you know. You can converse a lot more intelligently, I feel, through the mail than the internet. Because when you're writing a letter, you actually have the time to think about what you're going to say. You know, really compose your thoughts. Yeah, but don't call me. I'm not going to answer. It's going to be a waste of time. That said, spicy week. Great, great discussion. And I look forward to continuing with the Jay the Home Asylum Maniac chat log next week. Because it is, it is muy picante. That's what I'm talking. I've been Nicholas Arzakita, and I am out.
That's Mudahar's thing, isn't it? I've been Nicholas Arcicada, and I will see you on the next level. Oh, that's Hank Malora's thing. Bye, Nicholas Comics. Top bird of America. Do you want to be on the show? Join the Nicholas Comics Discord server today. I'll answer any questions you have. You can appear in the next episode. Do you want to buy Nicholas Comics? Write to Nicholas K, 1424 Columbine Street, number 1, Denver, Colorado, 80206. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. They are the ultimate bird chickens. They are the ultimate bird. They give an egg every single day. Hey, an egg about every other day. Hey, an egg about every other day. Pretty epic chickens. They are the ultimate bird chickens.